Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Warning. This episode contains foul language and some visuals that you can find on our Facebook page. listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we sit down with a special guest and we talk about something weird. This week, we are sitting down to do a part two on one of our favorite topics, Unsolved Mysteries, the wild, intriguing, and bizarre stories that will take you down a rabbit hole, keep you up all night long, asking why, where, how. (laughs) I hope you brought your magnifying glass, notepad, and trench coat, because it's time to go investigating. My name is Lauren, and this is my lovely partner, Ashley. (laughs) Hi, weirdos. That was so good. Thank you. And you wrote it in like (laughs) 3.5 seconds. (laughs) I don't mean to call you out. (laughs) Sorry, I wasn't prepared. And joining us today for all things mysterious and unsolved is fellow weirdo, comedian, and writer, Hannah Bowen. Hello, weirdos. Thank you for having me. Welcome. So Thanks Welcome so happy to the to show. You. Thank you. So I'm, nice to meet you. It's yeah. great Officially. to be here. I know. I've heard, I was, I've only heard your voice, Ashley, so it's been like amazing. Let me tell you, weirdos, Ashley is just lovely everything you'd imagine her to be in person everything you want her to be in more and more i wish i was true i'm the most tired and i'm just chugging rosé like it's water it's it tastes really nice on this hot summer day it is yeah it does taste really nice and it's also going to be really great when i have to read my eight pages of notes it's only gonna help i think i'm just like biting my tongue i think it will contribute you know i think it's gonna make it better maybe we'll see I met Hannah through past guest Rachel Thompson, who is my cousin. She was on our artificial intelligence episode, which a lot of you wrote in, said you loved. So met Hannah through her. Hannah is so lovely, hilarious, 
Wilder's obsessed with her. So intelligent, perfect. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna go on. Great fashion sense. I really love that romper. So into it. (laughs) Thank you. um, Overalls. I feel like this is actually something Wilder would wear. It is something Wilder would wear. It does kind of look like a baby's outfit. You should all aspire to wear baby clothes. They're comfy and wonderful for a reason. That's the movement that I'm yeah promoting with this outfit i'm I'm actually wearing a diaper right now (laughs) i it took everything not to wear a trench coat though lauren i'm glad you mentioned trench coats because you're gonna come in like sherlock holmes (laughs) well actually i have kind of like an ulterior motive for saying yes to this which is to fulfill my lifelong dream (laughs) of being part of the olsen and olsen history Me too. Um, I love it. Yeah. So this is the really twins like knew how to do it. You know. Yeah. This is really like I. I really was upset destiny. when they moved on and started doing like teen. Movies. Well, they got boyfriends yeah. and like international, you know, love interests. True. They yeah. Were, and then they had they to were start doing it. our they lips are sealed and the yeah. Bahamas, whatever. Yeah. They were <laughs> no, too good you. for the Solve detective. Crimes. <laughs> yeah. So many Solve crimes. any crime by dinner time. By dinner that was time. them, right? Yes. Yes. And I figure that's what we'll do tonight too. Yes. I'm planning to yes. solve all of these crimes. You've come by to the right place. By dinner. Yes. <laughs> so, Hannah, tell us about what you do, who um, you are. Oh, well, let's see. I am a writer and a comedian here in L.A. Um, I do some stand-up, and I'm on a sketch team at uh, West Side Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. Love. And I produce and co-host a uh, live storytelling show called Unsent with Brittany Ballard. Also, shout out. Um, hey, Brittany. And yeah, so we- Unsent, as in like U-N-S-E-N-T? Correct. Unsent, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find us on, we have an Instagram called, uh, it's at Unsent Show, and- it sounds kind of mysterious, actually, now that I'm saying yeah, it. Yeah, it does. It's not, but if you're into that kind of thing, like, I think you will like this show as well. It's people um, getting up on a mic and reading unsent letters, emails, texts, notes from their phone, whatever, that um, they'd written but never sent. Isn't that fun? Whoa. And, yeah, we've recorded all of them. We'll eventually turn it into a podcast. Um, so I'll be, like, taking notes on podcasting while I'm <laughs> yeah. here um, to get that so going. Is this your first podcast you episode? This, yes. I mean, that you've ever been on? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I've outed myself. Yes, I'm a newbie. Pop podcast cherry. I know. Yeah. Pop Here it. I am. I'm, yeah. Isn't that a crude saying? Yeah. It's yeah. very Sorry. gross. No, Sorry, it's... everyone. That's okay. That Sorry, might have been 85% offensive. of women that are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> the men think it's funny. Yep. The guys are laughing, The guys right? are right? really into it. That's an interesting <laughs> mystery, where the cherry came from. Yeah, where that started. Yeah. Because it's so I mean, gross. there's so many think fruit. About... Peach. Yeah. It's also a peach. Yeah, why? I guess those are the only two fruits. Cherry and peach. Avocado for some people. Oh, really? I don't know. (laughs) Some refer to it as their avocado. (laughs) Mushy, (laughs) meaty. (laughs) Moving on. on. Moving on. It's fine. But Uh, unsent sounds great. I would love to see that. We've got a live show coming up here in LA in November. Yes, November 11th at Golden Road Brewery in Glendale. <gasps> Hell yeah, I was just yes. there Golden yesterday. Road. I oh, love Golden it's Road. The best. We do it in their um, 
private event space, the Chloe Room. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and we're also doing it in Denver in October, October 18th. If cool. any listeners I have some are... Denver friends and we have some Denver listeners. Check so it out. Denver Colorado listeners. Is yeah, you should Instagram definitely go. Or just look it up on Eventbrite. Are some of them sad? Uh, yes. It's yeah. definitely a mix and we curate the lineup so that it's a nice, even mix of Right, kind of, like um, this is a very funny story. And yes, this and this story's one's a little bit more break your keep heart. you up at yes. night, and this story's going to make you cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can imagine the things that never got sent that you wanted to say. That could be so emotional. Some of them are very, very beautiful, and some mm. of them are hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I love both of those. Yeah, that's great. How'd you come up with that idea? So Brittany, who is the co-founder, and I, um, I was staying with her at the time. Um, when I just moved back to LA and we were having rosé, as most great <laughs> ideas begin. Um, yes. And she was like upset about a bad Airbnb review that someone had left for her. They'd Airbnb'd their house over Christmas and somebody left just like an annoying review. Like there were too many personal affects in the home. And oh my she was gosh. like, I mean, I've got like I mean, a baby I live here, and so. I live here. So. Yeah. <laughs> What a dumb um, So she was like drafting say. this sassy response, like had all these drafts, never sent it. And I was like, had my own drafts going. <laughs> like what you would say to yeah, this how person. So like, like how dare my you? own drama. Yeah. 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 We were just like, God, we can't send these things that we want to like tell these people. But yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could just like. Get it out there. Somehow. Get it out there. Like read it to a room of like friends or whatever. So that was the first show. It was just like 30 friends in her living room. Oh my gosh, um, I love it. And yeah, it's just grown and it's it's very exciting. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. I love that. So. And every time you post about it, I sit and wonder like, do I have any of those? That's because what... I do, I know I do, especially in the era of yeah. um, responding to someone who's been rude on like a Yelp review or mm-hmm. like I have my own little music business and I've had some sassy moms say things about my business where yeah. I write this huge long paragraph I want to send to them and then I just erase it I take a deep breath right. I realize it's not worth it but I'm like damn I want to tell this it's actually this woman a good tactic in a relationship too sometimes because yeah. with Joe like if we get into something and I'm like so frustrated or angry or like whatever and I type up this long thing in my notes and then I read it and I read it and I'm like should I send it and I read it and then I'm like you know what I'm kind of over it already right yeah, but it felt good to but it type felt really it out. Good to type it out, yes. and yeah. then I delete it because right. it's like I'm never gonna send this, and so also true. it's so not worth it. Right, yeah. that's so true. Anyways, I love it. That's a really yeah. good idea. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, well, I went to Monster Palooza yesterday. <gasps> Tell us all about I it. Am still tired. <laughs> it was crazy. It was so packed. Um, first of all, Monster Palooza, for anyone who doesn't know, is basically like a horror convention. Um, you guys know Lauren and I went to Scare LA like two years ago. And we've been wanting to go to Monster Palooza. I yeah, sadly couldn't for years, go, but and actually I, did it. I went and it was way more packed than Scare LA. No offense, Scare LA. It might have also been because Scare LA takes place at the Staples Center. Right. And this Monster was at Palooza a hotel? is at the Con- Marriott yeah, in Burbank. Yeah, yeah. So it's like mm. size wise, it just does it's not compare. Um, it was great. It was really busy. There was a ton of cool special effects makeup artists and sculptors and mask makers there so cool. making the masks and sculpting like while you can watch them. Like they're wow. just at the booth. So you can walk up and like look really closely at like a sculpt 
sure that like a guy's like carving. That's insane. And it was wow. amazing. Um, I loved it. There were obviously a ton of really cool artists. There were like, um, I showed you the t-shirt that I got, mm-hmm. which is the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's yep. an exorcist t-shirt that says, keep your fingers away from my goddamn cup, <laughs> which the actual line is another C word that's not cup. Right. Uh, but it's Reagan holding a coffee cup. Anyways, there's it's a lot of perfect. Really funny- <laughs> I actually laughed out loud. <laughs> there's a lot of really funny like t-shirt makers and like sketch artists and digital artists and like people that make jewelry. There was one woman who made all of her jewelry was made out of trash that she found. Oh wow. And like cleaned up and repurposed and like made jewelry. Very nice. I bought my octopus, Octavia Spencer. She's gorgeous. Let guys. me tell you, this thing <laughs> is is looking a at beat. you. Yeah. She's- <laughs> So pretty. I love her coloring. She's it's purple. Really nice. She's very. I'll I'll post a video or a boomerang or something yeah, of her she's because fun. she's um, just a unfortunately passed away octopus that is in a so jar. Small. She's pickled, but she's very sweet. Octavia, but I we just love you. wanted to kind of give a shout out to Monster Palooza because it was so much fun. And everyone there, obviously, if you've ever been to any convention, like everyone there is just happy to be there. Like it doesn't matter if it's crowded. It doesn't matter if you bump into me a thousand times. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's just Mm -hmm. super pumped. Everyone's stoked. To be around people who like the same shit they like. Can I ask, is it? Is it like scary to go there sometimes? <laughs> we like, got scared a couple I times was, at Scare LA I, I because like, I can't people speak like to Monster Palooza, but Scare LA people saw me coming from a mile okay. away. I'm super jumpy. I'm very obvious about it, and I'm people attacked me at every corner. And that one guy had the sort of tool where he was like holding a fake severed head, yeah. but it was a cha- attached to a bungee cord. But you don't know that it's okay. attached to a bungee cord, so he just threw it oh as hard God. as he could at my head missed me by like a f- an inch or two yeah it was a couple and then bounced inches. back into his hand with the bungee cord and, and i screamed bloody murder i threw the so bags loud. of clothes i was holding <laughs> up into the air like i was the perfect target yeah that's what i would what be that as well i'm such a baby i've watched like 10 horror movies ever and they've all been with rachel of course shout out to rachel yeah shout out to rachel t which her and i love watching scary movies and i, I think have tried to her. drag hannah into them you're a good sport though i enjoy them in the theater i've learned it's a lot easier for me okay. to kind of like experience it and then leave all of the feelings there behind yeah. mm-hmm. but not in an apartment or no home. if i like home. watch something on my laptop and shut it i'm like okay <laughs> where's the where's ghost? the like, I know it's here where's the security exit <laughs> gotta check under the bed monster here. need to check the um, shower yeah it can be scary my favorite thing that happened i posted it on yes. instagram today because it was so funny my favorite thing that happened at monster palooza yesterday joey came with me my boyfriend who is not as into horror as i am um i've definitely gotten him way more into it he did not like horror at all when we first started dating four years ago and now he loves it but he's definitely not as into it and uh he was a good sport and he came and marveled at how many fucking weird people were there but this (laughs) clown this like scary clown like twisty the clown from american horror story like like brutal big fake teeth and like he was very scary and he was walking around and they stay in co- they stay in character all day all these people that dress up no matter what they're dressed up as and he was walking around just like <laughs> nope <laughs> like that's all he would do Goodbye. he was just walking around the convention like that 
and I had seen him before, but he walked past me and Joe and he like got really close to Joe and was like, ah, ah, ah. and Joe goes, <laughs> Joe, like very matter of factly was like, no, I'm not playing. <laughs> like he was like, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> Getting so angry. I'm not playing. Yeah, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I'm like not it's a game. I love that comment so much. It's like imagining what that guy did. What was the first thing that guy did when he left? that hotel that day yeah like, yeah just getting in his car was that the first time he was out of character like right. did he go to right. a bar driving in his car friends? oh no <laughs> we went like... to uh so it was at the burbank marriott and the daily grill is in the mm-hmm. burbank marriott it's like kind of a nicer hotel yeah eatery and we went and we were eating and it was so funny because you would like look and it's still like a ho- functioning hotel so mm-hmm. there's still normal regular people in their khakis eating <laughs> and we like look at one table and there's a, just a demon eating like a burger <laughs> like i'm talking like he's in a suit he's got blackout contacts and horns and he's just like eating Having a cheeseburger his burger. <laughs> enjoying his lunch looking out the window yeah, just like, a nice contemplating whether to get fries <laughs> or yeah. salad mm, should i be naughty should i get fries should i be, should I be a little naughty? bad to the demon <laughs> do bad demon lunch um, so it was very funny seeing oh, that. And it's very funny when there's a convention uh, like that. I'm sure it's like that with like super or Comic-Con and stuff, but especially a horror convention because everyone's dressed as something horrifying, scary. Yeah. And just seeing the people like the old ladies who are in the lobby that are just like, what's happening? But, but why? I just <laughs> was oh, here for the weekend. There was this older woman who was like from Australia and she literally, I heard her accent and I could tell that she was just like, what's wrong in America right now? Yeah. Like what's happening Is everyone okay? in the US? Is it Trump? Did Trump do this? Yes. Just say yes. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. No, this is exactly what happens yep. when you keep a man like that in the White House <laughs> for four years. Anyway, so Monster Palooza was great. Love it. And uh, another thing before we get into the episode, I have a quick little, I almost said announcement. It's not an announcement. It's a shout out. I am dedicating this episode to a group of very special people who, despite never having met them, have become very important to me and Lauren. Mm-hmm. Lauren read the message. The email made me cry. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give a shout out to my Southwest weirdos. You all know who you are, and you know that you're always welcome to reach out, and you'll always be a part of the show to me. Listeners, these guys are some of the strongest people in the world, and I just wanted to publicly thank them again for contacting me and telling me their story and giving me a boost of support and inspiration. You guys rule. Oh, love. It was the sweetest email I've ever read in my life. I immediately texted Ashley because I opened the email. Not it was directed to Ashley, but I it was in our keep it weird inbox, so I just read it. I texted her with tears streaming down my face and was like, "Open our email immediately." It's just they're a very sweet group of people. Yes, they are. It's wonderful, and we're happy to have them as a part of the show. Hi, weirdos. Hi, Southwest weirdos. (laughs) All right. Let's, let's let's get jump into in. those mysteries. mysteries. I guess I'll keep talking. <laughs> Just kidding. That always <laughs> seems to happen. I always have like a thing that I have to talk about, and then I'm and like, well, I'm going first. So it's only it. been ten minutes of me. So today I have visuals too for you guys. Like <gasps> I love visuals. Yes. I'll get to them. Don't worry. Teacher Ashley. Teacher Ashley. I really should. I should get a whiteboard. I yeah. feel like a student. Like a, yeah. I know. I'm ready to listen. A laser pointer. <laughs> yes. 
my story today is about a book. <laughs> Yay, Which sounds book. really boring, but hopefully you guys think it's as interesting as I do. The book is known as the Voynich Manuscript, and no one knows where it came from. <laughs> the University of Arizona and their researchers performed radiocarbon dating on the manuscript and dated it between 1404 and 1438. So it is very old. Okay, very old. Uh, it's old as hell. It's an AD? illustrated... AD. It has to yes, be AD, AD. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I will specify no, if it nod. is BC. Okay. <laughs> that's I do have point. one BC in this. Um, oh. It's an illustrated codex which a codex is basically hand illustrated, hand written. Okay, which I never I didn't knew know that. that. Me neither. I was like, isn't that when you put your n- friends' names and phone numbers and addresses in something? <laughs> Rolodex. Yeah, <laughs> they're similar. So, oops. So, uh, basically, like a scroll, but it's bound like a modern day book. So okay. it's an illustrated codex, handwritten, hand illustrated, and it's written in an unknown language. Cool. No one on the planet has ever seen this language before. It's just a random, out of the blue language. No language. one, nobody knows. No one can figure it out. Okay, great. A lot of the pages are missing, but there are still 240 remaining. It's 240 pages long. Good golly. It's a good size book. The text okay. is written from left to right, like we, like we write. Okay. And we, like, like Americans. Mark. <laughs> like Americans write. And how, most pages. How do they know that? How how do they know? Right, that it goes? Ooh, I don't question. know. That's why I'm if, like, if they don't know what the language is, it might have to do actually. This it might have to do with margins. Okay, because oh. all the it all starts in it's one all lined place, up on but the it left. ends in different yes. places. So That's that it. would really smart. maybe That'll we just did it. it. First mystery solved. Um, <laughs> we have figured out the first mystery, ladies Some and gentlemen. Time for dinner. <laughs> Time for dinner. Yeah. What time That's is it? That's all the Guys, time we have seven this o'clock. That is classic here. dinner time right there. 240 pages. The text is written from left to right. Some pages are actually foldable sheets. So you can like fold it out and then unfold and unfold and unfold and unfold. Okay. So it makes like a big six sheet map. All right. Or drawings or whatever it is. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. It's like a workbook. Yeah. Um, This book has been studied by many, many people, professional and amateur cryptographers, including American and British codebreakers from both World War I and World War II, and no one has deciphered any of the text. That's wild. There have been endless guesses as to what it is, but not a single one over the last hundred years has been verified. It sits at the Yale University Rare Book and Manuscript Library. So what the hell is it? And where could it have come from? Exactly. So I have every ounce of information on this thing that's ever been recorded. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, I'm going to start with what they know about this thing. And then we'll move on to like theories of like what the hell. So like I said, it was carbon dated to the 15th century uh, by the University of Arizona. In 2014, it was protein tested. And that revealed that the parchment was made from calf skin. And through some other crazy science stuff, they were able to show that it was not written on before the manuscript was created. I guess back then a lot of paper was like used and then washed and then used again. Okay. It's not super important to the episode, but I just thought I'd throw it in there. Get all the facts. New paper. (laughs) paper. Brand new. The uh, 
cover that exists on the manuscript right now is made of goatskin, but it's actually been discovered that the binding as well as the cover is not original to the book. There are insect holes on the first and last pages of the manuscript, and that suggests that it used to be bound with a wooden cover. So that's oh. fascinating, too. Yeah. It used to be bound with, like, wood. Wood. Wow. And honestly, I read an analysis of the ink and paint that was used, but I didn't understand it super clearly, so I don't know how well I'll be able to explain it back or, like, explain the significance of it. Okay. I don't really understand, but it has been determined that a quill pen and iron gall ink were used for the text and the figure outlines. And this type of ink was the standard used in Europe at that time. It's actually been the standard since the, from like the 5th to the 19th century, so like forever. So I that doesn't narrow it down too much. <laughs> and uh, the paint, the colored paint that was applied to the figures was probably added at a later date. But that the composition of the ink and the paint is as such that they were able to prove that they originated around the same time. Okay. So it could be that it was written and the images were drawn and then after that they went back and painted. Not necessarily that someone painted it like 100 years later. Right. Like used it as a coloring book and painted it. It was around the same time. It was very close to okay. the same time. Okay. And the only other thing I could understand about the ink and paint composition was that the pigments used in the paints were considered inexpensive, okay. which could eventually kind of, if we learn more about this thing, which I don't know, they, they'll have to crack some code, but if we learn more about this thing, that could give us an idea of um, who wrote it. Mm -hmm. It's not someone with a lot of money. Right. So every page of this thing contains text. Um, mostly an unidentified language, but some pages have extra writing in Latin. What? The manuscript is 240 pages long. Again, it's never been translated or decoded, but they have deciphered that it is a language of about 20 to 25 characters, much like ours, mm -hmm. with an additional 20 or so very rare characters that only occur once or twice each. And there's no punctuation as far as they can tell. Okay. I was going to ask if those rare characters could possibly be punctuation, Punctu but maybe, well, maybe like they could. Number maybe they didn't something. know what periods were. 200 <laughs> pages of run-on sentences. <laughs> run-on sentences. <laughs> Unedited. They did not get an editor for this handwritten <laughs> garbage. The lines flow smoothly, which actually gives the impression that the symbols do not make up a cipher, because that's okay. one of the big theories, which I will get to, is that the whole thing is a cipher. The whole thing is a code, but it's smooth. Yeah. And with a code, if someone was like writing a cipher, it would be very choppy. Yeah. Makes sense. So only a few of the words in the manuscript are thought to not have been written in the unknown language, and these include um, a signature on page three. Jacob A. Tapaneche, who was a oh. bohemian pharmacist and personal doctor of Emperor Rudolf II. Okay. And Emperor Rudolf did own the manuscript at one time, according to a letter that was found in the manuscript. Um, and according to that letter, he had paid 600 gold ducats, which was about 2.07 kilograms of gold for the book when wow. he bought it. Okay. The letter was written in Latin, and so... His signature was in there. There was a diagram of the names of 10 months, March through December. There was no January or February, and that was also written in Latin. But the spelling of the months was suggested of the medieval languages of France and Northwest uh, Italy or possibly the Iberian Peninsula. Hmm. So not 
where they were at the time. Right. So th they don't think it originated in the area of Europe that they were in at okay. the time. And what's interesting about that, too, is that January and February were added to the calendar in 45 B.C. Mm. So if this manuscript and the items within it was written in the 1400s, why wasn't mm. January and February included in the right. lists of the months? What happened to Excuse? those winter months? <laughs> those winter months. Where did those they go? winter months. Tell me more. Okay. <laughs> now we but for real, tell me more. Yeah. That's going to be the rest of the episode. It's just <laughs> us rewriting Greece, but about the Voynich, Voynich manuscript. <laughs> That's what everyone has been waiting for who listens to this show. Exactly. There are also four lines written in a very distorted Latin script, except for two words that are in the unknown language. And the words in the Latin script are written in the same handwriting of the unknown language, which Ooh. makes it seem like it was written by the same person. Okay. Um, the lettering resembles European alphabets of the late 14th and 15th centuries, but the words that are written don't make sense in any language, including Latin. But why? So that helps us zero, oh, zero ways. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah. I just have to repeat this again. The Voynich Manuscript is written in no language we've ever seen on Earth. Which no is language. not discovered a lot anymore. No. It used to be, obviously. Sure. Then we figure out what it is, and then we... But it's been years, and we haven't figured it out. They've, uh, they've even had people study, like I said earlier, the statistical patterns of this damn thing, and it doesn't make any sense just like in a math mathematical way. No. Uh, like the statistics of a written language. It doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, one professor, Gonzalo Rubio, who is an expert in ancient languages at Pennsylvania State University, said that, quote, things that occur commonly at the beginning or ends of words, such as S or D in our language, um, and that are used to express grammar, never appear in the middle of words in the Voynich manuscript. Hmm, so all when? the letters that like end a word oh. don't appear in the middle no. of the word. Wow. So that doesn't makes sense like all languages of that yeah of course um, oh that's uh, fascinating he said that's unheard of for any indo-european hungarian or finnish language okay so Other, this is truly just truly the most bizarre, no idea it's not like anything Who, else what is it oh other my. statistical professionals have studied and found that the language is more similar to chinese than european languages but still they're not chinese characters characters right. at all no words have fewer than two letters or more than ten. Some words only occur in certain sections or only in a few sections and then never show up again. Cryptanalyst Elizabeth Friedman described the attempts to translate the text as, quote, doomed to utter frustration. <laughs> the illustration, so the book is actually split up into six sections. Okay. So this is what's in the book okay. that we know of because we can't read it. Uh, six sections, herbal, astronomical, biological, cosmological, pharmaceutical, and recipes. But how do they possibly know that? I'll show you. Okay. Oh. Okay, Visuals. so this actually you can make sense of. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, as far as they know, but it it kind of, you'll, you'll be able to tell. Okay, because currently my brain is just like falling out you of my head because I don't understand. It. How do you know? <laughs> there are five sections that have no illustrations as well, and so no one was, knows what they're about. Like, 
have no clue. This mm-hmm. is just what they can guess by the ones with like the illustrations. And the illustrations, which I will get into and I'll show you some, are fucking wild. Yeah. They're okay. insane. Okay. So there's, you said how many? Five sections. Five that, okay. Five that we know of. And then there's at least 28 sections that are thought to be oh, missing. Wow. Good gravy. Yeah. Sorry, six sections we know of, five sections that have no illustrations, no illustration. so we can't okay. tell what they are, oh, okay. and then 28 that aren't a part of the book anymore. Ooh, dog. Okay. So it's pretty self-explanatory, but I'll tell you kind of how, um, why they think that they are these sections. So herbal, it's about 112 pages, and each page displays one or two plants and a few paragraphs of text. So they call that the herbal section. Okay. It's plant life. Uh, astronomical, it's 21 pages. It's actually... No, it's not the shortest section. Never mind. 21 pages, and it contains circular diagrams that seem like they are astronomy or astrology related. Okay. With suns and moons and stars, and even the zodiac is depicted. Two fish for Pisces, a bull for Taurus, a hunter and crossbow for Sagittarius, etc. They've been the same symbols since the beginning of time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Biological is about 20 pages, and this is mostly dense text, but it's also interspersed with figures. Mostly showing small nude women. Some of them are wearing crowns, bathing in pools and tubs, or connected by an elaborate network of pipes. Okay. Cosmological, that's the shortest section. It's 13 pages. More circular diagrams, but these are way more obscure. And this is the section that also has all the f- uh, the foldouts. Okay, yeah. One of them okay. is six pages long and contains maps and diagrams of what looks like islands connected by causeways and contains things like floating castles and volcanoes. Okay. It's very strange. <laughs> this looks like something that you would find in Lord of the Rings. Right. Basically. Wow. Into it. Pharmaceuticals, 34 pages, and it's a lot of labeled drawings of plant parts. So like roots, leaves, etc., and objects resembling apothecary jars. And oh. some are very ornate and some text and paragraph as well. So they call that the pharmaceutical because they assume that they're showing people what you Medicinal, can yeah, okay. use for what. And then finally, recipes is 22 pages. And the reason they think they're recipes is because, well, it looks like your grandma's recipe book. It's literally full pages of broken text into many short paragraphs. And then on one side, on the other side, it looks like a list of things. And each of the short paragraphs have like a star. They're marked with a star, almost like step one, do this. Oh, step yeah. two, do this. Bullet points. <laughs> recipes. They were organized. I know. They were very organized. And if they're not recipes, then who the fuck knows? <laughs> so I'm going to go over some of the illustrations. Uh, no, I'll I'm do excited. that in a bit. Oh, I'm going to okay. just wait. You took away I, all my excitement. I'm so sorry. <laughs> my apologies. First, I want to go over the history. Um I'm not going to go over it's the book's entire, like, what we know of the history, like, where yeah. where it started. Uh, I won't go over the entire history because it's a lot, and most of it's like, so? Like, I don't yeah. know why I what need to that. What does that have to do with anything? But the early history of the book is completely unknown, like, who the fuck wrote it? But the text and illustrations are widely regarded as pretty European. So okay. they think probably um, somewhere in Europe. Again, it was probably written in the very early uh, 1400s due to the radiocarbon dating, um, and also the paints are made out of the materials that you'd expect to see from that period in European history. The first confirmed owner of the book was a man named George Boresh, who was an alchemist in Prague. So that's basically a witch. <laughs> we love it's it. a religious witch. <laughs> Super and, religious um, witch. This guy was confused about this book as people are today. Yeah. Like he yeah. also didn't know what the hell this thing was. 
And apparently, it's just a book that had been taking up space in his library for years and years. He didn't know what it was. So he just like put it on a shelf. So even he didn't know who wrote it. And uh, when he finally picked it up and was like, okay, what the hell? What is this? Like, why do I have this? Right. He had learned that a Jesuit scholar from the Roman College uh, had published an Egyptian dictionary and he had claimed to have deciphered uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs. So Baresh twice sent a sample copy of the manuscript, a couple pages of the manuscript to Rome and uh, basically asking for clues. So his letter um, was dated 1639. And it was a letter to Rome, and it's the earliest confirmed mention of the manuscript that has been found to date. Wow. So the earliest mention we have of this thing is someone asking, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. Being confused <laughs> about it this? as what we are this? today. Why, yeah. why do I have this? Yeah. No one knows if the Roman college was able to decipher the book, but they definitely tried to get George to give it up to them. And he was like, well, no, like if you're that interested, like, no, absolutely not. I'm going to keep it. So he never did. And when he died, he passed it to his trusted friend, Jean Marek Marquis, who was basically the dean. This was before they were deans, but he was basically the dean of Charles University in Prague. And a few years later, Marquis sent the book to the College of Rome, the bastard. He <gasps> sent the whole thing? He's in it. Traitor. I know. What a traitor. His friend, like, didn't want to give it to it's him. It's the biggest then... betrayal. I know. I'm still furious. This guy's been Sell dead out. for hundreds of years, and I'm, <laughs> I'm I'll furious. never forgive you. This is where the mention of Emperor Rudolph comes in, because Marquis sent the book with a letter in the front claiming that the emperor had bought it for the 600 ducats. So that's why they think they can trace it back to the emperor, but like maybe not. Who knows? Like that's the only mention of it. But Emperor Rudolph, according to this letter, believed the author was Roger Bacon. And Roger Bacon was a medieval English philosopher and Franciscan friar. And he was a guy who loved nature and believed in studying nature and the universe and uh, basically studying those things to understand ourselves Mm -hmm. and, like, what our connection is to the world around us. Beautiful. Very. So it's plausible that he could have written it, but we have his handwriting samples and they They don't don't match match. any of the handwriting samples from the Voynich manuscript. He would have been perfect. So, shit. So, and he never wrote anything about writing this thing yeah no records of the book for the following 200 years like just no one knows where it was uh it was at the roman college and there was a time where like the city was taken over and a bunch of the books were taken Mm -hmm. like a lot of the professors took them to hide them because they didn't want the i don't know i don't even know who it was that took over the city italy italian government were confiscating items and they were taking books okay and apparently the Voynich manuscript made it out okay and it ended up hold on had it been named that by this point yeah almost Ooh. it ended up in the personal library of a guy named Petrus Bex and was kept at his home which is this big large palace that eventually was bought by the Roman church uh and the Roman college after things settled down, yeah. Um, yeah. it was bought back. In 1903, that was in 1866. In 1903, they were short of money, so they decided to sell some of their shit to the Vatican Library. And the sale took place in 1912, but not all the books ended up going to the Vatican. Like, the Vatican mm-hmm. picked the ones they wanted and threw out the rest. And an antique book dealer named Wilfred Voynich acquired 30 books. Voynich. From the sale. I know that name. <laughs> 
I know that name. I recognize I've heard of that, that before. The reason that it bears this guy's name instead of anyone else's is because he actually spent the next seven years of his life attempting to decipher this book or attempting I know he was like what is this poor man but I'm like good for someone for trying (laughs) to commit themselves to this Uh, he was attempting to decipher it or attempting to interest scholars into deciphering the script like anyone want to help me I know someone like am I the only person who thinks this is weird guys (laughs) hey guys Hey guys, I have this thing. Help me out. Trying to obviously determine the origin of the book, which he he didn't, unfortunately. He died in 1930, then his widow had the book. Then when she died in 1960, she left it to her friend Anne. And then Anne, in 1961, sold the book to an antique book dealer. The book dealer couldn't find anyone who wanted to buy it, because why would they? They don't know what it is. Yeah. So um, in 1969, he donated it to Yale University, and that's where it still is to this day. Okay. Sitting at Yale. Chilling at Yale. So, let's try and solve the mystery. Mystery solving. Some people said it was a hoax. Oh. That Voynich made it up himself. He was an antique book dealer. He probably had the means and knowledge to create something like this. And, you know, if it was a lost book that happened to be Roger Bacon's, it would have been worth a fortune. Mm -hmm. But that was debunked because... In June of 1999, they discovered that letter from Baresh to the Roman College saying, I've got this thing and I don't know what it is. Can you help? Right. So it was proved that he, at least he did not do it. Okay. Because there's proof that it existed before he even knew about it. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. And if it was a hoax, like, why? And yeah. I'll get to that again. That seems way too wild. A I'm trying to crazy. tarnish the good Voynich right. name. Yeah. Oh, wow. These <laughs> bastards. How <laughs> dare you? Voynich name. Another wrinkle in the story, the signature that was visible and written in the Latin text that I told you about, mm-hmm. uh, Jacob a Tapanece, it's so faded, you can only see it now under ultraviolet light. So, oh. like, the naked eye can't even see this thing. Yeah. But it does not match the copy of his signature in another historical document Uh-oh. that we know that he wrote. So, so, so we think fake. that was forged? They then? think the signature was forged. And they think that if Voynich did do something to make it fraudulent, that it would have been signing that name. Yeah. Because he either was trying to, I don't think he ever really tried to sell it. Yeah. But I think he was trying to get people's interest. And he, like, so he, he needed people like, to care about it. It's like if this signature is in here. Yeah. He if he's the one that forged it. But it, it definitely. So maybe he was forging for a good cause. He's, he's forging. Like, Brothers yes. joined together. Yes. I'm going to make these guys listen to me. It's just like, speaking of forging, did you see Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yes. Yes, I actually thought about this as you were reading that. I was too. I was thinking about it as well. This feels like that. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. Melissa McCarthy was... She was Incredible. perfect in it, Shout and I had almost been talked out of seeing it because I had a lot of friends who were like, oh, it's just like, it's so dark, and it's not it's Melissa, and I was like, no, that makes me want to see it more. Like, I'm not going to see Bridesmaids. I know that's not going to be the Melissa McCarthy we get, and I'm so glad I ignored them yeah. because she's, fantastic. It's yeah. one of my favorite performances she's ever done, that mm-hmm. and Sean Spicer. Yes. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> the old Spice Meister. <laughs> Spicy. I really, I thought of that as you were reading it. Yeah, and forgeries. I was, like, I was like, I could do that. I right? know, and it right? immediately made me like feel for him. Mm-hmm, you know? know, 
to sign it just to get someone to someone pay attention to, to be this interested thing. in this for once. So it. it doesn't seem like that guy signed it. We don't know who signed it. So why they don't think it's written in code? They don't think it's a cipher. They don't think it's a code based on the fact that, one, it's 240 pages long and even longer before half of it is lost, which would take forever and also why. Yeah. Like, what for what purpose? And two, as I stated earlier, it's way too smooth. If it was written in a cipher or code, it would be broken up as the person would have to look up each character to write Mm -hmm. it. Also, why would someone want to hide 37,000 words worth of information in code, but then provide detailed illustrations yeah. right like showing a picture of exactly what exactly they're what they're talking, talking about. about it doesn't sound like a code at all it doesn't seem like it's a code uh, most historians cryptographers and linguists agree that at least the first part of the book appears to be recipes and herbal medicines and herbology which could mean that the book is a medical textbook or a guide and is therefore coded to keep the secrets of the doctors who made it. Okay. Huh. I was thinking earlier it sounded like a textbook, but then kind I of. wondered why isn't why? it in a language that we understand? But that only provides the explanation for the first part of the book, ignoring the rest of the book um, and the missing pieces that we don't have. And it doesn't explain the weird illustrations that have nothing to do with medicine or science. Mm-hmm. Some of the illustrations would be more fitting in a religious or historical text except for the plants, except wait just one (gasps) minute. I'm scared. Because these aren't any plants that we have. Hello. Uh So it's an alien for sure. Something. When you say we, you mean like Like humans, Like earthlings. Earthlings. Don't have these plants. Okay. So it's an alien. Okay. Most of the plant illustrations, if we do, if we can recognize what they are, they're fusions of different plants. Like it's the roots of one plant and the stem of another and then the flower of a completely like a third plant. Excuse me? So they're oh. like hybrids of things that do not exist. Oh boy. Which could be a recipe. Mm-hmm. You take this part of like, this say flower, you're like trying to cure a flu or something. It's like, well, you take the flower of this, oh, the yeah. root of that, and the, you know what I mean? Like, That's technically, that yeah. could be what the illustrations are. The weirdest part about this manuscript, especially since we can't read it and everything else I've said, um, are the illustration. There are some weird ass drawings in this thing. Uh, people hooked up to like strange machines. But the machines look very organic. They don't look like metal. They look like, I don't know, like they they grew, they grew somewhere. Hmm. Here. Here's a couple. Pass it along. Take one, pass it down. Students, pass <laughs> along. It's so dark in here. I know. I'm so sorry. I oh, keep my okay. place. Okay. There's like a naked either oh. woman or it looks like Jesus. Wow. I have to say it's a lot more like amateur looking than yeah. I thought. It looks like a... Are these Ch- like naked women in veils? Kids drawing. Um, I don't know. It's a the and the one at the top yeah. is like a nude woman standing in a blue pool, but it also looks like maybe she's standing in like an organ, and the it other does side look like are an ovaries. With the oh, other it two, looks like a uterus. it looks like a uterus. But why are they standing in them? I think the text says, "Don't forget to drink your oval tea." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it deciphers to. <laughs> 
Well, because then there's like there's the woman in the center and she's got her arms going through these like tubes and the tubes are connected to the other two women. Yeah. It just, looks very, very intestine like yeah. either intestines or it actually could be a uterus and there's it's women. So that makes me think, are we talking the, about birth? Right. What's happening? And then but yeah. then like the other one at the bottom, there's like a woman standing in the mouth of a fish. Is that on that page? It looks like a pipe. Like a a pi- oh, she's in the pipe. Okay, because there's another picture of a woman standing in the mouth of a fish, which is like what? What? Yeah. <laughs> That's these the one are bizarre and not what I strange. expected not you to show us, listeners. Get ready to look at these. I assume we'll probably put them <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I'm gonna post all yeah. of these online. I'm you so sorry, guys, check, that this is a visual. You have to check They're them. Kind out. of I'm silly. Them. A little Looking. bit. Yeah, a little bit. Very silly. Like a like a sixth grader learned about. Anatomy, yeah, and was like, look like at these titties. About Learned it. about <laughs> boobs and a uterus, and was like, dee 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 dee. There's the floating <laughs> tubes. Um, that page I gave you also. There's the woman holding a cross, so there's also po- possibly a religious connotation of some mm-hmm. kind. Um, what? and then in the in the biological section, and this is why, like the the f- the fusing of the plants as like a recipe. That okay, I can see that, but also. The animals that are drawn in this thing are kind of like animals with different animal parts and not like Native American drawings where it's like the head of a lion and the wings of a bat and the tail of a dragon. It's like a lion with a curly tail and short legs or like one drawing is of like a seahorse, but it's like not quite a seahorse. You know what I mean? Like they didn't quite get it right. Um Also, there's reptilian creatures resembling dinosaurs, which had not been discovered at the time. Mm. We didn't know about dinosaurs. So then what the fuck? There are a ton of astrological drawings with moon and sun faces with stars and lines connecting different things. Some of the stars illustrated in the astrological section look more like flowers with pretty blue petals and a yellow center, Mm -hmm. possibly symbolizing that we came from the stars. Oh, all right. In another illustration, there's a plant whose roots seem to have eyeballs, like peering eyeballs. Oh, good. So that's frightening. Mm. There's also a plant with vines, and the vines turn into snakes. Now, like I said, it could be that the plant with the eyeballs is a medicinal remedy for curing pink eye. Like they're trying to say, this uh, is for the eye. Yeah, and like the plant with the snakes is like, this is what you take for snake venom. Like okay. it could be, but we oh. can't fucking read it, so we don't know. Absolutely could be though. Almost it's not like a bad they theory. Knew somebody wouldn't be able to read it, and they needed but, to do pictures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what they did with. This is a stupid association, but like pub signs back in the day when they it's knew that people couldn't read, they would always do pictures, and yeah. that's why pubs have like the dumbest names because usually they were naming it something they could draw, like the snake and the fiddle, and it would be a snake <laughs> and a fiddle on the signs they knew people couldn't read. It sounds like that. Just have booze on the brain, apparently. That's just a random uh, page of the manuscript. Again, with all the naked women, and they're in like green water. Oh, yeah. I was like, where are the women now? But then at the top, there's like a machine of some kind. Oh, yeah. And then more women in a pipe. In a pipe. Again, very strange. This one you'll like, Lauren. Oh, God. So this picture stood out to me because. I this is a Venus flytrap <gasps> and Venus flytraps are only native to North Carolina and they weren't discovered till 1763. <gasps> 
but they somehow knew about so them. how did they know about them gimme gimme in for the 1400s whoa right it looks exactly like a it venus looks like a trap. fucking venus flytrap like whoa. i don't know what else that would be that's crazy something crazier very cool this picture looks like a woman who's powering a machine of some kind and who had machines <laughs> <laughs> Again, the machine looks very organic. It almost looks like a crocodile. But she's yeah. got her hand in two of the holes. And out of these tubes comes what looks like, to me, air, water, and heat. Oh, yeah, it does. I've illustrated there. Yeah, like I One see. looks like heat waves, one's water, and one looks like maybe cold air. You're right, the way it's blowing out. Air conditioning wasn't invented till 1902. Running water didn't come around till the 1800s. And home heating via furnace came about in 1883. So we did not have any of those things right. yet. She looks like she might be going down a water slide, too. So, you know, that just throw that into Maybe the those theory. were the elements of the ride. <laughs> maybe slides. it was like... Maybe it was like the um, Indiana Jones ride, where it's like sometimes you get splurted with water, sometimes it's hot. (laughs) Sometimes there's there's a fire fire right next to you. You don't know. This is so interesting. It does look like the back of a crocodile. (laughs) Like those ridges on the back are very interesting. And like, what is she doing to make that thing work? She has her two hands in there. Yeah, and it's always a naked woman. She has long Rapunzel hair. I'm but very again, envious. there's no words, so we don't know. But to me, that what looks like sweet air earth. conditioning, heating, and it does, and water. These are predicting the future, is what they're doing. I think so. Oh. So every year, I, I've got a couple more, but really quick. Every year, someone comes forward claiming to have decoded the manuscript. And every year, someone's a fucking liar because <laughs> <laughs> no one has decoded any of it. Uh, in 2017, a history researcher and television writer named Nicholas Gibbs published a long article in the Times Literary Supplement about how he had cracked the code. Oh. He claimed he had figured out that the Voynich manuscript was a women's health manual, whose odd script was a bunch of Latin abbreviations describing medicinal recipes. And uh, to prove this, he provided two lines of translation, but it was immediately criticized by several scholars. His claims were rebutted, and the magazine had to publish a redaction uh, for his... Hashtag canceled. Cancel culture. Yes, exactly. We started early. Then last year, a Turkish electrical engineer and the student of a uh, a student of the Turkish Turkish language boy. <laughs> you got. We'll try it. that again. No, we won't. I'm going to leave it. Do it. Show Along with you. his sons, <laughs> claimed that the book is actually a phonetic form of Old Turkish. But after several weeks of trying to apply that claim, experts once again debunked that attempt. Said no way. Also, last year, there was a widespread claim that artificial intelligence decoded the manuscript. A bunch of newsrooms ran the story, but it was not even close to true. In fact, AI is just as confused as anyone about well, this Well, if the text. robots don't get if it. If the robots, robots are stumped. It, yeah. Then it's Guys, not I'll say Earth. it again. It's for sure aliens. I don't know why we're even still discussing this. I really love this one drawing of the woman. I do too. You want to really, take it with that you. one in particular? I think she looks I so adorable. I honestly, I'm not really joking. cute. She's like 
I thought about getting like these types of flowers as a tattoo because they don't exist on earth. And they're super adorable. They're adorable. And then people would be like, what flowers are that? I'd be like, it's from the Voynich manuscript. And then be like, what's that? And you'll say, well, if you don't know. I have nine pages of notes. (laughs) Hold on. Or you're just super sassy and you say, well, if you don't know, then you don't understand me. And you walk away. (laughs) Just let or it I be. say I have a podcast. It's called Keep It Weird. Yeah. And you can listen to it on iTunes Spotify, or Shameless Lips, Promotion for the podcast. That when, is better. When you said that that guy, the first guy who wrote an article in the Times about yeah. it, when he said that it sounded like a women's health health thing, I I had that thought had crossed my mind when you were reading off the sections that it sounded like early edition of cosmo magazine or something absolutely like, you know the horoscopes the yes. recipes the, <laughs> i don't know what the plants exercise <laughs> the exercise yeah the how plants to take could care be of like, your garden yeah how to take care of your garden or like here are the ways to keep your tummy tight i don't know like yeah super, oh yeah super, like, like pills to take or yeah I don't know. Like cranberry juice. Right. This will help you with your UTI. <laughs> for your UTI. And are your teeth are falling out again? <laughs> again? Again. For the third You don't want to lose your man. <laughs> you Here are the recipes to really snag the guy in the cave next door. I don't know. People <laughs> might cave. not have been living in caves. In the 1400s. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot it was the 1400s. That was offensive. Why no, not people introduce were living in a Venus flyтрap into the bedroom? <laughs> yeah. Have you tried it? Have you tried it? It's the hottest trend of 1437. (laughs) (laughs) That might be my favorite drawing, actually, the Venus flytrap. I do enjoy that. But I also like the adorable round lady in the water slide. She's adorable. There's also like the flower, the plants on top don't really exist that I know of. I can't Mm -hmm. find anything that looks like it. But look at the root. Yeah, the root is blocks. It's squares. It's squares. That's not a thing. That's not real. What on earth? So some of it looks like a cactus. Artificial intelligence did not did not uh, translate it at all. Mm-hmm. Right now, experts are attempting to study the idea that maybe the manuscript was originally written in Hebrew and then each word was scrambled to create an anagram. Mm-hmm. So they are attempting to make Hebrew words out of each scrambled word and translate it and having people know how to speak modern Hebrew, try to read it so far no go because oh, the goodness. characters look yeah similar? some of the characters okay. look like hebrew letters my um, goodness online sleuths particularly on reddit which we talked about earlier are attempting to translate it u- using morse code they've figured out Whoa. by whatever way that smart people figured this shit out i don't know i just gotta love repeat reddit. what smart people have discovered because i don't get it have figured out like it could be an alphabet uh based on like morse code and there's a breakdown i'll send you a picture of it which is like okay maybe but i don't know i don't know if they've figured anything out so more theories here you go lauren some people think it's a message from aliens i uh i'll take that one for 300 please please. (laughs) uh due to the fact that it's written in a language that can't be found anywhere else on the planet given the fact that the ancient manuscript depicts star charts that are unknown to us Mm -hmm. we don't know about these that's what had me going People believe that the manuscript could have been created by a being not from this earth. One of the theories is that maybe an extraterrestrial landed back in the 1400s and knowing that humans did not possess the technology to get him back to his home planet, maybe he decided to just chronicle 
the, his remaining life on the planet and drew things is the best that he could. Well, that's kind of what I was <laughs> like, thinking this is, is the best like, I could do. Another reason aliens came to my mind was I was thinking maybe this was almost a diary of sorts of this alien saying like, well, I'm stuck here and well, this is what I've seen. Today. They do these things with plants and they do these things with food. Yeah. I don't know. Just and showing. And maybe some of these things were like, I miss this flower. Yeah. This is a flower this from my, my planet. This my mother's favorite flower. Or this is my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is my mom. Maybe it crashed. Maybe it was the he came down on the asteroid that made Venus flytraps. There you go. I don't know. I'm into it. <laughs> One of the reasons people think this is pretty incredible. Ah. There is an illustration in the book that looks an awful damn lot like the Milky Way galaxy. <gasps> oh my golly gosh. It's inverted. But here is the star systems Whoa. and the Milky Way. Twist. Now, why that is crazy you and guys. interesting oh God. is because the telescope was not invented Same, since backwards. the 1600s. So there is no aliens, way that aliens. we would have known about the Milky Way galaxy or that we were a part of it. Unless it was somebody traveling around Unless that galaxy. Unless it was galaxy. someone who had that knowledge. Aliens, aliens, his name was E.T. Wow. <laughs> That's was why cool. was he only drawing naked ladies? Uh, maybe he just liked it. <laughs> I guess that's what everybody was. I guess that's what everyone <laughs> was. was say. Most Making old paintings gaze, are of you know? naked ladies, and they're usually round with nice breasts. Yeah, like Thanks. those ladies haven't changed. Nope. <laughs> and maybe it's just it crosses the species. It's mm. like we also like titties up here, guys. Out aliens there. love them titties everywhere. <laughs> So also something that could be noted when we're discussing this strange phenomenon is another potentially supernatural occurrence that took place during medieval times. This is just something I've always been interested in. And when I like started reading about the Voynich manuscript, I couldn't get it out of my head. So I thought I'd bring it up. When we talk about the mid medieval times, that means like the Middle Ages. And the Middle Ages were from the 5th and the 15th century, about 476 AD to 1492. And it begins with the fall of Western Roman Empire, and it merges into the Renaissance and then the Age of Discovery. And the Age of Discovery is basically uh, in the 1400s when globalization began, when people were now designing ships that were bigger but needed less crew members to power it, and they could go further. And also, this was a time where they took... The, the compass was created by the, uh, the Chinese a long time before this, but the Europeans started to use the, the magnetic compass as a right. way to travel. So we could now go to different worlds, essentially, on mm -hmm. our planet and, like, meet different people and, you know, yeah, take sure. over their land and kill yeah. them. <laughs> be terrible. And be awful. But also during the Middle Ages, right before all of this, right before all the, the age of, you know, what, what did I call it? The age of discovery. Oh, yeah. nope. Yes, you said discovery, <laughs> not globalization. Shh. I did say globalization. Uh, right before this, for some unexplained reason, artists were adding what seemed to be UFOs in their paintings. Mm -hmm. So this is one of them. You might have seen it before. This is a mural. It's called The Crucifixion. It's a oh, wall mural this. from 1350 in which the artist is unknown because it's a mural. And it shows two strange looking objects with pilots seen in the sky on both sides of Jesus when he was dying on the cross. They look like they're flying in little egg ships. Yeah. Egg ships. You know, the old sweet, egg ship. Sweet egg ships. <laughs> Art history professors have said that these represent the sun and the moon, but it is interesting that everything in this mural is depicted literally. 
Um, so to put men inside the sun and the moon and not have them shaped like the sun and the moon is right. kind of it's I don't know if that you know, kind of weird. Up. Yeah, but seems a little maybe, more strange. Maybe it's the sun and the moon. Another interesting painting is from the 1400s called The Madonna and the Child with the Infant St. John. And the painting is just of the Madonna with two ugly babies with killer bods. Six-pack abs. I love <laughs> babies with abs. And, oh, my gosh. She uh, does have killer abs. But in the background, there's a man very obviously peering up into the sky at what looks like a traditional UFO. It does. It's yeah. the exact shape. It has little bla- blasts of light coming off. Mm-hmm. <gasps> UFO. There are dozens of paintings like this where in the background or sometimes even the focal subject of the painting is strange, a strange illuminated object in the sky. And a lot of them came around in the 13 and 1400s. Hmm. So if the Voynich manuscript was also written in that time, I don't know, maybe it was an alien. Aliens were flying around then. The most rational explanation is that it's written in a language we haven't discovered yet. And that it was a manuscript pertaining to the occult, specifically alchemy. And the reason it was written in this unknown language is to protect it and themselves, whoever wrote it from the church. Because the church would have crucified you at the time. You would not have uh, lived through that. However, the fact that it is not in code and it's not in a language anyone on earth has seen, maybe that's not the case. Um, Some people think it was written using automatic writing, which we've discussed on the show before, which is basically using psychic ability to produce written words subconsciously. Mm -hmm. The words arise from a spiritual or supernatural source. You just kind of like write. That's interesting. New language just comes out. Maybe. I don't know. Some people think that it is a detailed description of the end times. I don't know what plants would have to do with the end times, but maybe. Hey, they might rise up and eat us, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I've read that book. Some people think <laughs> it's communication from extraterrestrials or another dimension. Much ah. like God spoke to his disciples to write the Bible. Maybe someone see that. Yeah. channeled God or an ET to write this. Maybe it's older than we know. Uh, maybe it was copied and rewritten and rewritten throughout time to ensure oh. its survival. And true, this was just a copy of the original version of it. So it could have been so, a girl trying to get a guy in the cave next door. You exactly. Know? <laughs> exactly. Cave theory still stands. But yeah, like all these plants that like we have no record of. Maybe right. it's because they are literally so old that they're, they're extinct. extinct. Who knows? Uh, maybe it was written by a demon. Maybe it was written by an angel. Maybe it was written <laughs> no. by a crazy person. These are all theories. The that demon who have sat at the hotel but, with you. Uh, it was him. <laughs> yeah. Eating a burger. <laughs> but no one in the world knows what it so is. So bizarre that nobody knows what this is. No one. Wow. Oh, also, you can literally, you can go online and Yale has uploaded every single page of it. Wow. So very, very cool. like clear photographs of um, all the illustrations, even the pages that are just text. They've uploaded it because if you figure it out, like Yale wants to know. Right. Like, this is something that like. <laughs> tell us. Tell us. We fucking, we don't know. Right. We've had every expert in the world look at this thing. Yeah. And we don't know. So we'll take anybody. So is your, you think aliens? Yes. Yeah. Hannah? I would, I'm leaning towards the theory of somebody maybe it's because of all my catholic school (laughs) but i bet it was people hiding from the church um yeah and there may have been multiple people involved and they sort of came up with With this language language on their own 
Yeah. And this might be the only document that we've discovered, but mm -hmm. there might be more or like a um, recording of the language, like yeah, the translation in or some something. Way. In some way. Well, because I like that too. some um, languages were only spoken language mm -hmm. and was were never written. And so it could be a language that was only spoken and this is This was the first time phonetically. Was... You know oh, yeah. what I mean? So it, it doesn't make any sense. Like maybe it is written in Latin, but it's words spelled out phonetically. You know what I mean? Right. So like so no one recognizes writing it. it out would be like, what? Yeah. But like if you sounded it out, maybe I don't know. Oh, I mean that's I can't true. maybe it's not Latin because people have tried that, but maybe it's a language that we just haven't thought of. Mm -hmm. it's I mean, phonetic that's, that's definitely a good theory but they're stumped i agree with you i think that it does seem like an alchemist handbook mm -hmm. um like these could be spells right for you know whatever their spell book was and mm -hmm. some people think that this uh, manuscript is actually like the the recipe or not the recipe but like um the how to live an eternal life Mm -hmm. and that's why it's coded because it's yeah it's like big secrets and i don't know it does seem like they're teaching you to make crazy potions of sorts yeah. or yeah, something there's like whatever it is it. it's educational mm -hmm. yeah like its purpose was yeah, but it i sounds think that just the... like a textbook like i said before it's all i could think mm -hmm. but obviously like only to a very specific group yeah which it could audience. have been a group hiding like you said and thought yeah. they had to be in secret the Illuminati. It always comes back to the Illuminati, you guys. It's definitely that. <laughs> but the thing is, is like as soon as I convince myself, like, yeah, that's probably what it is, then I think of the Milky Way, yeah. which right. did not that threw exist. me for a loop. Like, no, we didn't know what that was. And granted, that might not be the Milky Way, but, but it's, it's literally the exact same shape, and there's stars, and it's labeled like the arms are labeled as though they are labeling the exact mm. arms of our Milky Way. So. It's so it could be a coincidence, similar. but it is very similar and frightening. Real. And yes. the fact that like there's plants that do not exist and as far as we know have never existed on this earth. Right. So it's tough. I don't know what the hell it is. It's either an alien's mom or a crazy plant <laughs> from times before. <laughs> get Yale on the phone. Mom. Yeah, get Yale on the phone get immediately. Yale on the phone. We figured it out. We got it. This is his mother. Call him. It's his mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Huge shout out to Hannah Bowens for joining us this week and next week and next week. That's right. We recorded a three-part Unsolved Mysteries episode. Next week, Lauren is teaching us about one of my all-time favorite mysteries called... I'll never tell. That's right. Even our upcoming episodes are mysteries. So mysterious. Maybe we'll post secret codes and you can all become Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsons. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to our show. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And thank you so much for consistently writing in, leaving us reviews, being a part of our Patreon, repping our merch, spreading the word to all of your friends and family and strangers in the street. It really is the coolest thing that's ever happened to us, and we appreciate it more than you could ever know. Maybe having Wilder 
might be the coolest thing to ever happen to Lauren. But you get the sentiment. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weird Cast across all platforms. Check out our YouTube channel for a ton of weird news stories and videos. Check out our Etsy page at www.etsy.com slash shop slash Keep It Weird Podcast and get yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a button or a tote bag. And if you're a patron of the show, make sure you message us and get your 10 or 20% off coupon. Tune in next week to find out if we solved any crimes by dinner time. And as always, keep it weird. You have a problem. <laughs> <laughs>